Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Phillies win the most song-over game maybe in franchise history. They beat the Pirates despite clinching the night before. One of the most impressive feats of the season. It was a wild night in the wild card race in both leagues, but we're more focused on the National League. How did everything shake out with the Phillies competition for the first wild card series? And one of the weirdest things you'll ever see at a ballpark, or I guess outside of a ballpark. <laughs> Let's break it down on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. I really appreciate it. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, uh, wherever you're consuming this. If it's podcast, YouTube, any of that stuff, I appreciate like a like and a comment and everything like that. So thank you so much to everyone already following us on social, subscribing to the YouTube. If you haven't done that yet, go ahead and do it. You're going to want to be locked in for Red October. It's going to be awesome. You're going to see this victory shirt a lot more, I hope, if you're watching on the YouTube. Another day, um, I predicted 91 wins ahead of the season. So we need to get to that mark then uh, who knows what I'm going to do. By the way, today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So last night, the Philadelphia Phillies played the Pittsburgh Pirates in an inconsequential game. I mean, the Pirates are already eliminated. The Phillies are already clinched top wild card seed and playoff berth, so they're not really playing for anything. And the Phillies had clinched the night before on a walk-off winner by Johan Roas. So what did they do? Well, naturally, they celebrated like crazy. There are videos of Brandon Marsh riding the bullet, the mechanical bullet Xfinity Live, a bar down by the stadium. Uh, I mean, Garrett Stubbs was going nuts in the locker room. It was absolutely crazy how the Philadelphia Phillies were acting after, like crazy in a good way. I mean, you weren't not expecting them to do that. They clinched the postseason and the top wildcard seed. I'd expect them to go nuts. But when you look at what the Phillies had to do the next day, they had to wake up and play a baseball game. I know 6.40 p.m. isn't the earliest wake up. But still, these guys got after it. And the lineup, I mean, just listen to this lineup for the game yesterday so you could get an idea of what the Philadelphia Phillies were working with winning this game 7-6 to six over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Bryson Stott leading off. Edmundo Sosa batting second, playing shortstop. Bryce Harper played first base. Bryce Harper doesn't drink, so understood. He was probably feeling fine. Uh, Brandon Marsh DHing. <laughs> he was riding the bull the night before, and he had to DH. Christian Pache in right. Jake Cave in left. Johan Rojas, the walk-off winner. Yeah, he's in center field yesterday. Rodolfo Castro played third base, and Garrett Stubbs, the king of the party, was catching. I can't imagine how it felt to go back there. Uh, and have to squat down and catch nine innings of a baseball game, but he went out and did it. And some of the pitchers, too. I mean, you saw Gregory Soto appear in this game. Uh, he was getting after it in the locker room celebration. Yeah, it, Ranger Suarez loves the party a little bit when they clinched. He had to make a start. It wasn't Ranger Suarez's best start. I'm going to cut him some slack on that one. <laughs> I really am. I know he went four and two-thirds, uh, nine-hit ball, six runs, six earned against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Listen, uh, I'm just going to chalk it up to the hangover game. Whatever. I'm not going to make sweeping uh, generalizations or um, I'm not going to really draw any type of 
overarching viewpoint on Ranger Suarez based on him pitching the night after they clinched and he was probably hammering that $300 tequila that Jose Alvarado brought in. So, no, no problem on that. But the Phillies actually end up winning the baseball game. I mean, let's just go through the play-by-play here uh, as far as scoring plays. I mean, the Pirates jumped out early. and You're like, okay, 3 uh, nothing in the top of the first. This is 100% the hangover game. And then they score two more in the top of the third. It's 5 nothing Pittsburgh. And that's the point where people are like, okay, well, whatever, we get it. Then the bottom of the fourth signs of life. Rodolfo Castro uh, grounds out to first with the bases loaded, but it scores uh, scores a run. Uh, Brandon Marsh scores on that play, so it makes it five to one. Then Garrett Stubbs hits a three-run home run in one of the most impressive feats of athleticism I've ever seen. The guy probably smelled like a brewery or a distillery, depending on what he was drinking, and he goes out and he hits his first home run of the year. The reaction was awesome uh, as he's crossing home plate. Uh, he's yelling, He, uh, I got one, that he finally got a home run. I mean, that's awesome. What a couple of days for Garrett Stubbs. That's why he's a fan favorite here in Philadelphia. Uh, then the Pirates go ahead and they get another one back in the fifth. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they have a triple by Sawinski to score Connor Joe to make it 6-4. to four, And you're like, okay, well, it was a fun inning. Garrett Stubbs got to go yard. Then in the bottom of the fifth, Edmundo Sosa comes up and he homers to left. Absolute line drive missile out of there. Christian Pache comes up. He has an RBI single to score Bryce Harper. And we're tied up at sixth. And then in the bottom of the seventh, Bryce Harper, of course, there's no hangover game for him. Uh, listen, he'll be hitting home runs from the grave in like 80 years. Uh, he'll still, like, he's unstoppable. Nothing can stop this man, whether it's a hangover game, whether it's a game that doesn't matter. He's still going to hit big clutch home runs. He makes it seven to six in the bottom of the seventh. And the Phillies go ahead and close it down. And the best part to me, Besides the subs home run, the subs home run is the best part. But the second best part, Orion Kirkrick, in his second career appearance at the major league level, he gets the win. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. He's 1-0 on the season. He looked pretty good, uh, gave up a couple hits. But, uh, I mean, you're looking at a situation where he's getting his feet wet. I don't know, like seeing him this time around, it feels less and less like he's going to get meaningful playoff innings. But – it's nice to see that he's there, and if you have to go to him in a pinch, he's not like going to sink the ship. So that's good to see. I, I love it. The Phillies will have to play the Pirates again tonight at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. So they'll have to go out and try and uh, uh, see if they can win another ball game. I mean, they don't really care at this point. They're going to see a very similar lineup to what you saw yesterday, probably just a bunch of – uh, guys that don't normally play, guys that don't normally pitch, stuff like that. Right now, uh, and we're going to dive into this game uh, a little bit. Nah, no, we'll do it now because I want to talk about the, about the wild card coming up. Zach Wheeler is scheduled to pitch, which would put him on pace perfectly to pitch the opening wild card game uh, on October 3rd. So that's great. Uh, he's scheduled to face Luis Ortiz. So nah, I don't know. Big time advantage Phillies. The Phillies are minus 225 favorites, even though they're probably going to play a give up lineup again. ESPN Analytics gives the Phillies a 71.5% chance to win that one. So, yeah, they're in a position to go out and win again, take care of the Pirates, then three against the Mets, and then you're heading to October, and we're looking at a red October. It's great. The vibes have never been higher, and winning the hangover game is just another step in that direction. Coming up, though, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened in the wild card race in the National League while the Phillies were playing their hangover game that didn't matter. There were some impactful baseball games around the league. So, uh, we'll discuss as we continue Locked On Phillies. First, I want to tell you about my friends over at Game Time. Okay, 
You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Tonight, uh, I'm going to a comedy show, the Phillies game. Uh, I'll have it on my phone a little bit. I'll keep track, and I'll watch it back after so I can give you everything that happened. But it's a game after they clinch, and I thought uh, my, my buddy went ahead, and he was like, you want to go see a comedy show? A comedian we like in town. We hit up Game Time. It was a great way to get tickets, fast, easy, cheap. It was awesome. Plus, you could see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You can buy tickets in seconds with just a couple of taps. I mean, it's super easy. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB. For $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So we know the Phillies beat the Pirates last night. And we know that that has already not mattered because they locked up the top wild card seed and a playoff berth in the National League. But the wild card standings in the National League are incredibly interesting when you look at who's where outside of the top seed. The Diamondbacks are on a bit of a heater right now, they're 84 and 74. There's still five games back of the Phillies. Like, that doesn't matter. But uh, they're two games up on Miami and Chicago, who are now tied at 82-76 and 76 for the final wild card spot. Miami, according to the ESPN, the app here, uh, they have the tiebreaker over the Chicago Cubs. Now, stuff can change. Those teams all have, I believe, four games remaining. Um, yeah, that would, that would make sense. Yes, yeah, they do. So you're going to go ahead and see – I, I don't know. Miami wins out. Arizona loses out. Uh, Cubs win two and have the tiebreak. Like a lot of stuff can still change. Right now, it looks like Arizona is going to be the team coming in here. More likely than not. Here's how Arizona finished out their season. though. So they played the White Sox yesterday. They're going to round out a series against the White Sox uh, today at 2.10 p.m. They got some day baseball. But then Friday, they've got the Astros, a three-game set starting. So you're going to have to go ahead and check that out and see what happens with um, – with that three-game series with the Astros, that's not easy for the Arizona Diamondbacks. There's no guarantee, and the Astros are currently in a situation where they are in the final wild-card spot in the American League. So that series is going to matter big time for the postseason. Uh, Miami, who's tied with Chicago, they're playing the Mets currently. They lost 11-2 to on Wednesday in game one of the doubleheader, but they won game two, 4-2. to So um, they split with the Mets in the doubleheader. They got one more against the Mets. They finish out with this Pirates team you're playing. Uh, the Pirates team, pesky. The Phillies have beaten them by one run both times. I mean, there's a chance that the Marlins could fall to the Pirates a game or two in there. Uh, so we'll see. And the Chicago Cubs, they're playing the Braves right now. They've lost to the Braves twice by one run. The one that sent the Phillies in was a brutal error out in right field by Seiya Suzuki. Uh, so it's tough. It's been a tough series for them. They round out with the Brewers. I mean, the Cubs, there's a really good chance they're on the outside looking in because they end against two good playoff teams, two division leaders in the National League. Cincinnati, just seeing if they can make any type of run. I mean, they round out against the Cardinals, uh, so they have that going on for them. The Cardinals think, but they're down a good amount. I mean, they're a game and a half out, so they'd have to make up a lot of ground on both Miami and Chicago, and I just I don't see that as a realistic possibility. Don't sleep the San Diego Padres, not yet eliminated. Crazy how much of a run they're making at it. They're three and a half games out of the final spot, though, so they could be eliminated today with a loss, I believe. So you don't have to worry about that. But uh, it's looking like 
the Arizona Diamondbacks are probably going to be the most likely team to go ahead and uh, come in here and play you in the second wild card spot. So uh, focus in on Arizona. Now I want to look at the pitching um, as far as how they're setting it up. Here's the other important thing, right? Important to mention, almost forgot. So the Diamondbacks are two games up on Miami and Chicago. If they go three up with three remaining and they have the tiebreaker over those teams, which I believe they do, um, then they could clinch tonight. Or they might be able to clinch with today with a win and a loss by Miami or and Chicago or Miami or Chicago. I don't know the exact scenario, but there's a world where the Diamondbacks could clinch as early as today. And that would mean that they're going to get as much time as the Phillies are to set up their rotation. So we are big time rooting for when the Arizona Diamondbacks play the White Sox uh, out there in Chicago. We're rooting White Sox hard today. And we're also rooting for the Cubs and the Marlins to just kind of make this more interesting. I'm cool with playing the Diamondbacks. I don't want to play the Marlins because of the divisional familiarity. But I also don't want the Diamondbacks to clinch too early and get a chance to match the Phillies setting up their rotation. So that's a key thing. You want these teams to go down to the wire, and it looks like the Diamondbacks are starting to pull away a little, not quite to the extent that the Phillies are pulling away. I mean, the Phillies have now won seven straight and eight of their last 10, but the Diamondbacks have won eight of their last 10. So, I mean, it's just they've been on a good run, and they look like they're rolling with some momentum coming into October too. That would be a team that I'm not exactly looking forward to face, but uh, it is what it is. If you end up having to face the Diamondbacks, uh, we'll roll with it. I just don't want them to be able to set up Gallon and Kelly uh, going for their first two. And that would really like that'd be annoying. I was hoping that because it was so tight that he'd go down to the end, Gallon would throw the last game or something like that. And then you wouldn't be able to throw him in the wild card series. But uh, we'll see. Either way, you're going to have to beat tough teams and tough pitchers in the postseason. So I'm sure the Phils won't mind. They just have a preference of not facing him if they could. So. Uh, I'll keep you updated in future episodes on what's going on with the wild card race uh, around the rest of the National League. I mean, the American League, just for fun, just to go ahead and check in on that because we don't ever really check in on the American League wild card race. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buck, or the Tampa Bay Bucks, sorry, it's because the Eagles just played them. The Tampa Bay Rays have already clinched the top wild card seed. They're ten games up on everybody else. Toronto's a half game up on the Houston Astros, who are in the final wild card spot. Seattle, a game and a half out. From being in that NL or sorry, that AL West is crazy Uh, with Seattle, with Houston. I mean, just you're looking at a situation, the Rangers, there's a lot going on out there that makes it super interesting with the Rangers currently leading that division and the Astros making a push. I mean, when you look at the divisions, let's just go to divisional in the American League West. Uh, Texas is only two and a half games up on Houston. There's still a chance that Houston catches them for the division title. I mean, most likely the Rangers are going to be. The NL or the AL West. Why do I keep doing that? The AL West champions, because I never talk American League Baseball. But there's a possibility, mathematically at least, that that could change. And then what does that do for the wild card? Because then I don't know. Uh, is like you'd be heading to uh, Texas would have to play Tampa Bay uh, instead of getting they'd be the lowest level division winner. So uh, would you rather play Tampa Bay or would you rather play the Houston Astros? Like. I don't I don't know, man. It's it's going to be a wild, wild situation. That's why they call it the wild card, I guess, uh, in both leagues. So something to keep an eye on. The Phillies get to sit back and just watch it. But they do have rooting interest. You should as well. Uh, that's my best breakdown for what I know about who they need to win and who they should be rooting for and everything. 
when it comes to the next couple days. So we'll be watching that as much, if not more so, than we'll be watching the Phillies to keep an eye on. The Phillies do play the Pirates, though, tonight, uh, 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM apps and, app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull up everything there. Coming up to wrap up, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen um, at a baseball game, but not technically at the game, I'll explain exactly what I mean. If you haven't seen it, oh, my goodness, just wait until what's going on with the Gator game for the Philadelphia Phillies. I'll discuss as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. First, though, let me tell you about my friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So easy. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on in on the action. It makes sense. I mean, the app is so easy to use, too. There's a wide range of betting options. You could bet spreads, player props, over-unders, that same game parlay that they're always talking about. It's awesome. You could do all of that stuff. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, one more time. I'll remind you, Phillies, Pirates, game doesn't matter. You might still be interested. Wheeler's supposed to throw. You get to see how he looks one more time before the postseason, a tune-up game for Zach Wheeler. That game's at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast. That game on the SiriusXM app, just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. All right, so, folks, we need to have a conversation. I understand. Philadelphia, crazy fan base. I love you guys. I'm one of you, okay? I do weird stuff at games, too. I yell and I scream. And I might say bad four-letter words about the opponent or an umpire, sometimes even our own players. Like, I, I get it. I like tailgating as much as the next guy. And I'm all in on that. But what are we doing? We cannot be bringing gators to games. And I'm not talking about the gator that you drive around to bring in field equipment or anything like that. No, I, I'm talking like a legitimate alligator. You can't bring an alligator into a game, but that's what a guy tried to do ahead of the Phillies-Pirates game last night. He showed up with it on a leash, saying it was an emotional support alligator. And I just, how did you ever think that was okay? How did you think you were going to get into Citizens Bank Park with an alligator? See, this is the thing, right? This is where Philadelphia, it just becomes peak Philly. Where else does that happen? That sounds like a Florida man thing, but it just legitimately doesn't happen anywhere else. People are insane. And this guy thought it was okay to show up to the ballpark. There's a picture of him out on social media that's floating around. Just look up the Phillies alligator, Phillies gator, and it'll be the first thing that pops up. Just crazy. Like, I don't understand the thought process that even goes into trying to make the alligator a service animal an emotional support animal, and then saying, let me take my alligator to a baseball game. I mean, in fairness, like, alligators should be able to watch Bryce Harper hit too. I get that. But you're going to have to watch on TV. You can't be coming in because I can't have you biting anybody's toes off at Citizens Bank Park. Worse, it gets on the field. Uh, like, how do you control an alligator? It was a smaller one. Like, it's not like a 10-footer, but still. This is a, a gator big enough to bite your foot. Like, no, you can't bring that into Citizens Bank Park. What in the world are we doing here, folks? I mean, I, I just don't get it. It's mind-numbingly crazy, dumb, I want to say, 
to think you can bring an alligator to a baseball game to the point where it's almost broke my brain. I never thought like every once in a while in sports, you see something during the course of a game. Where you're like, wow, I never thought that was capable uh, of happening. Like something crazy, a ball hits off the, like one of the bases and ricochets weird or gets stuck in the fence or something. Something weird happens. This is like beyond even that an alligator trying to get into a baseball game. I, I don't know. Uh, I did hear from one of the ushers, actually, who was at one of the gates when this guy tried to bring it in. And the guy had a pretty good explanation. He said it isn't an alligator. It's a rally gator. Okay, that's a that's a bad dad joke. But I had to fit that in. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a weird night at the ballpark. Everyone was hungover. There were alligators in the streets. The Phillies beat the Pirates. They're continuing to stack wins. They're already locked into a playoff spot and the top wild card seed. Let's just get to red October so all this craziness is acceptable. And please, stop bringing your gators to the ballpark. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. I really, really appreciate it. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'll talk to you next time, next episode of Locked on Phillies.